Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 26 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. Each of you make this ministry possible. And I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to answer a very important question. I had someone recently ask me, is God really with us? And to them I say, yes, God really is with us with us. But I don't want you just to take my word for it. Let's look at the Word of God, and then let's look at some personal examples. I believe it's the will of God for each and every one of us to come to the revelation that God really is with us, really working on our behalf, ready and able and willing to help us. I understand that we face difficult and complicated situations. I understand that there are many times that even though we are in the midst of a crowd and we have wonderful family and we have a wonderful church family, wonderful friends, that life can become complicated. There are times that the complications of life even make us feel lonely. And the reason for that is pretty simple, and it's really normal with all of us. When life gets complicated, we begin to wonder, has anyone ever been through this before? Has anyone else ever experienced this? Does anyone else really know how I feel? And when we begin to ask those normal questions, our mind begins to think, I'm all alone. I'm going through this by myself. Even though we know in our intellectual mind that we're never alone, there's family, friends, our church family. We're never alone. However, difficulties tend to make us feel the complex emotional feeling of being all by ourselves as if we have to go through life alone, as if we have to figure out life alone. Matter of fact, there are times that the situations that we're dealing with are very personal and they're very private. And because of this, even though we have wonderful people around us, we are not comfortable talking about those things. And so we get this isolated feeling of loneliness. And that feeling is very very difficult 
to deal with. That feeling can press on our emotions and make us struggle, not only emotionally, but also spiritually. And so one of the most important revelations that you could ever get is that you are not alone, that there is a God with you, a God that is greater than your problems, a God greater than your difficulties, a God greater than anything that you could ever face. You are not alone. God is with you. And so when you feel this lonely feeling, it is vitally important to remember that God is omnipresent. Omnipresent means that God is everywhere at the same time. God is not limited to being in one place at one time. He's here with me while he's there with you. He's in all places at the same time. Not only is God all-powerful, but God is everywhere at the same time. I love that. That's really important to remember. How can you be alone when God is everywhere at the same time? When I began to study out the word omnipresent, I found that it does not mean simply that God is everywhere at the same time. It even goes deeper than that. The Dictionary of Oxford Languages defines omnipresent in an even more enlightening way. It defines it as this. Omnipresent means that God is not just everywhere at the same time, but that God is widely and constantly able to be encountered. Wow, that's incredible. It's not that God is just everywhere at the same time, but omnipresent literally means that God is also constantly available to be encountered by us. He's not just here, but he's here for us to encounter when we need him. Incredibly comforting thought. God does not just exist everywhere. He's also made himself widely and constantly available for us to encounter. No wonder Matthew's narrative of the birth of Jesus is so powerful. Matthew 123 says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. The Hebrew word Emmanuel means God with us. Matthew 123 fulfilled a 740-year-old prophecy that had been spoken by Isaiah, God manifest in the flesh. So I want you to notice Emmanuel means God with us us. Emphasis on the with, that's powerful in itself. But I also want you to notice what the word Emmanuel doesn't mean. It doesn't mean among us. It does not mean that God just exists among his creation, but it literally means that God is with his creation. And some of you may be thinking, well, what's the difference? The difference is powerful. With us, points to purpose. To be with is different than to just exist among. God does not just exist among us. He is here 
with us. He has purpose to be with us. He is actively with us, working on our behalf. So when you feel lonely, when you're going through difficult circumstances, the revelation is this. Not only are you not alone, but God is actively ready to help you, and he has made himself available for you. He's not just existing among your situation, but he's actively made himself available to be encountered by you to help you through your situation. He is actively and with purpose looking after every need in your life, caring for you, placing his hand upon you, providing for you, opening doors for you, protecting you. I think it's amazing to consider only heaven will reveal all the times that he has kept us from harm. Those long drives home at night, turbulent flights across the Pacific, that flat tire that prevented you from being hit by a car that you never even knew ran a red light, but God protected you because he was actively with you working on your behalf. And let me just say, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in the divine providence of God. Providence is the protective care of God. God is with us, not just among us. He has a plan and he is actively working the plan. And when you go through difficult times, he is ready to work in your life. God is with you. No doubt, God has been doing things to help us, to protect us, and provide for us every moment of our lives, times that we were not even aware. The Bible tells us that God spoke to Jacob and told him, don't be afraid to go down to Egypt. In Genesis 46, Verses 1 through 4, Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices unto the God of his father Isaac. And God spoke unto Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here am I. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt for I will there make of thee a great nation. I love verse 4. I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again. The Lord said, I will go down with you into Egypt. God was with them before they went into Egypt. God was with them in Egypt, and God was with them when they came out of Egypt. God is doing the exact same thing for you. He's with you right now. No matter what you feel, God is with you right now. Maybe you feel far from him, but he's never far from you. The late A.W. Tozer said, We need never shout across the spaces to an absent God. He is nearer than our own soul, closer than our most secret thought. God is with us. You can call on him right now. 
The complexity of your situation hasn't pushed God away. The psalmist declared in Psalms 46 and 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. He is the help that we can run to in our times of trouble. When Israel felt trapped between the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army. Israel was afraid. They felt trapped with no way to go. They had just been delivered from 430 years of bondage, and now they face the Red Sea. They didn't know how to cross, and the dust of Pharaoh's army is kicking up in the distance, and they know that they are trapped between the sea and Pharaoh's army. God was not just among Israel. God was not just everywhere at all times, just among them. But God was with them. And when God spoke to Moses, Moses lifted up the rod that was in his hand and the wind began to blow. The wind blew all night and the waters parted and Israel walked across on dry ground. And when they got to the other side, he told them, look back at Egypt. You will never see these warriors again. And the waters closed on their enemies and their enemies drowned. Why? Because God was everywhere. God has always been omnipresent. God was among Egypt. God was among the entirety of his creation, but he was with Israel. And when he was with Israel, there was nothing Pharaoh could do to stop Israel because God was with them. God's with you, and there's nothing your circumstance, nothing your trial, nothing that you're experiencing that can overtake you as long as you turn to the Lord and encounter him, encounter the reality of his presence, encounter the fact that he is here with you right now, not just among you, not just among your friends and family and church, but with you in your deepest, darkest, loneliest times, times that you wouldn't want anyone else to know about. God is with you. Prophets of Baal prayed to a God that was among them, but was not with them. In 1 Kings chapter 18, we find the story of Elijah calling together the 450 prophets of Baal, and he told them, we're going to build an altar. We're going to lay wood on it. We're going to put a bull on it, and we're going to put no fire under it, and we're going to pray that the God that is the true God, will answer by fire. And he told them, you call on the names of your gods, and then I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And the prophets of Baal gathered together and began to cry out to their God, O Baal, hear us. But the Bible says there was no voice, nor any that answered, and they leaped upon the altar which was made. There came a time that they even cut themselves, calling on a God that did not answer. Elijah said, cry aloud, for if he's a God, he's either talking with someone else, or he's pursuing, or he's in a journey, or peradventure he's asleep, and you must wake him up. Cry to your God, wake him up, get his attention. But there was no cry. There was no answer. Because we know that there's only one God. And God is everywhere. So God was among the prophets of Baal, but he was not with 
the prophets of Baal. And when they rebuilt the altar and Elijah lifted up his voice and cried unto the Lord, the Lord God answered by fire and consumed the water around the altar, consumed the sacrifice upon the altar. Why? Because God was with Elijah. Remember that. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He was even there when the prophets of Baal cried out, but he wasn't with them because they did not worship him. He was with Elijah. God is with you. God has purpose for you, and God wants to help you. So let's take a look at another Bible example that will help us. We've proven that God was with Israel when they went down into Egypt, and he did fulfill his word and brought them out. We have proven that God was with Israel when they felt trapped between the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army. We've also proved that God was with Elijah when he prayed. But let's look at another example. What about Joseph? Joseph went through some difficult days. Joseph went through some lonely days. No doubt having the dreams and then telling the dreams, being hated by his brothers, going out and then being spared his life, but thrown in a pit, sold into slavery, sold into Potiphar's house, then lied on in Potiphar's house, thrown into prison, forgotten in prison, and then the Lord moves. And I've read accounts where it was somewhere between 16 and 17 years that he spent between the time of his vision and the fulfillment of him revealing the dream to Pharaoh and sharing the throne and delivering Israel from famine. It's a long time. He was away from his brothers He was away from his father. He was away from his family. He was in a land that was not his own. If anyone felt loneliness, it had to be Joseph. Joseph not only felt rejection, but he felt loneliness. And not only is he dealing with the loneliness and the rejection, but he's dealing with being lied on, sold into slavery, and then having to flee Potiphar's house, retaining his integrity. But it just seems like that everywhere Joseph goes, something is happening that is difficult to deal with. But I want you to notice there's some key things that the Bible tells us about the life of Joseph. In Genesis 39, verses 1 through 3, it says that, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down hither. Verse 2 said, The Lord was with Joseph. Did you catch that? And he was prosperous, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And verse 3 said, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all that he did to prosper. The Lord was with Joseph when he was at Potiphar's house. When Potiphar's wife lied on him and had to flee for his life, he was not alone. God was with him him. Even his master saw that the Lord was with him. But what about when he was in prison? Surely when he's alone and forgotten in prison that now he's all by himself. Genesis 39 answers that question. Genesis 39 verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph 
and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. Verse 23 then says, the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Even in the loneliness of prison, when he was forgotten by many, the Lord was with him. There had to be times that he wondered, when will the vision be fulfilled? When am I going to make it through the things that I'm going through? But the Lord never left him and was always with him. The same as the Lord was with Joseph, the Lord is with you. No matter what you're facing, God is with you. God is making a way for you. God is doing things in an incredible way to open up doors for you and maybe even close doors because God knows things that we do not know. He sees beyond the moment and he's making a way, protecting you from things that we don't even see. God is with you. I'm telling you, listener, right now, you do not have to suffer the things that you're going through and the loneliness and the despair that you feel for. God is with you. The New Testament tells us a time that The disciples were crossing over, and in the midst of the Sea of Galilee, storm clouds began to roll over. And if you study the region, you'll find that the Sea of Galilee is known for the high mountains that are around it. The wind comes over the mountain and can create storms very rapidly. You could leave the shoreline, and it could be sunny, and before long, the clouds would roll over the mountains, and the storm would begin to come, and the waves would begin to toss, and the winds begin to blow, and the lightning would begin to crash, and the disciples found themselves in one of these moments. They found themselves in a difficult time where the boat is being tossed to and fro. I love how clear the word of the Lord is. The King James said there was a great storm that came. This storm was so great that experienced fishermen are afraid for their lives. This storm was so great that even experienced fishermen were afraid for their lives. These were men that were used to the boat used to the water. They didn't need to get their sea legs. They had them, but yet this storm was different. It was a great storm. It was a powerful storm. It was a storm that made even the experienced fishermen tremble with the idea that this storm is greater than we've endured. We may die. In the midst of the storm, in the greatest moment of their fear, they turned to Jesus, who was in the boat with them. And Jesus rises up and speaks to the storm and says, Peace be still. There was a great calm that came. What was a great storm became a great calm because Jesus was with them. No wonder the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6, For he saith, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. One of my favorite verses, Isaiah 40 and 10, says it this way, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. 
Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 41, 13 continued, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Matthew 28, 20 said, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, the listener. I want to pray that God will reveal himself and remind you that he has made himself readily available for you to encounter. You are not alone. Lord, your word says in John 14, 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I pray right now that the peace and the comfort of your presence would come down and touch every listener. Remind them that you are with them. No matter what they are facing, no matter what they are going through, remind them that you are a very present help in the time of trouble. Remind them that they can run to you. Remind them that you are providing for them. Remind them that you are ever present, ever active with purpose, not just among them, but with them, ready and willing and able to work on their behalf, ready to be encountered by them. I pray, God, that every listener right now feel your presence draw near to them. So they can not only hear the confirmation of the word of God, but they can feel the confirmation of the closeness of your presence. In your mighty name, we pray. In the name of Jesus, come close to your people, even right now. Thank you so much for listening. And in the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions.